We got the Vikings, we got the 49ers, Kevin Byard traded to the damn Eagles, my God. Like, they're doing the headline right now on NFL Network, and I just can't believe it. Terrell Edmonds, though, uh, yeah. last week had, had nine uh, either tackles or assists, eight yep. solo tackles, so it's not like they... Titans got nothing. This is true. This is true. But, you know, you, you, know, you just watch certain teams and you, you sit back and you're envious and you go, I wish my team was run like that. I, I agree. I, I was hoping for someone in the secondary for my team. You as well. You're even worse than us. Oh, Trista, I don't even want to talk about what happened to my commanders on Sunday. You let Tyrod Taylor shred you up. <laughs> hey, hey. Shred Ty you up. You know what? Tyrod Taylor might be an upgrade over Daniel Jones. I think that's maybe no. right. But here's the thing. I was talking to my dad about this yesterday because, of course, we have to do the postmortem after every game and FaceTime. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We always oh, talk that's about it. I mean, that's content. You should fill, You should put that on the internet. It's not a bad idea. I I'd like to see that. I might, I might actually do that next week. But he was just like, I was trying to convince him that losing is okay because we want the coaching staff and everything wiped out in a fresh start. He's like, well, I'm glad you're seeing it that way, but I'm tired of every year. I've seen it for 20 years. I'm like, yeah, that's true because you've actually seen the good years. I'm used to them always just being terrible. My generation only knows bad Redskins football team commanders, so, like, I'm just kind of used to it. I look at it as new ownership. Everything can be different. Man, that was awful. That offensive line is – they might be the worst in the history of the NFL. It might be that bad. It's – I mean, jo Jonathan Allen coming out and being like <sighs> – it's been the same for seven, seven years, seven effing years. And he's right. Losing to the damn Giants every year. The Giants always, and Daniel Jones looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback, or Tyrod Taylor looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback. All right, let's bring on our buddy Brad Evans, co-host, live on the line, and we know is probably caffeinated up. Might be a couple shots of tequila getting ready for the game. Uh, first off, though, we did this uh, in the first segment, Brad, and we watched Christian McCaffrey walk into the stadium we're in all black, black leather jacket, sunglasses. He looks ready to go. He is in today. He is going to play. I can imagine you've got at least one or two, maybe ten Christian McCaffrey props. Any worries whatsoever about that oblique injury? Because I'll tell you this, what I saw, hell no. He's ready to go. Yeah, man, I'm not uh, all that concerned about it. Uh, he was training in the right direction all week long, and you know they got injections uh, for stuff like that uh, where he can't feel any pain over a three, four-hour game if necessary. So, I mean, obviously what you got to play here is CMC as a leg somewhere on SGP for any time touchdown. I mean, that's all the guy does. Uh, I think the, the streak is now, what, 13, 14 games consecutively that he has scored. Obviously, he has scored – in every single contest so far this season. And it's not like Minnesota is all that intimidating on paper defensively. This is a middle-of-the-pack, largely vanilla, wildly mediocre run defense indicative in the number 17 standing in EPA run D on the season. So, uh, you know, if San Francisco is going to move the ball, and I think they're going to do so, quite frequently in this game they're going to get some goal to go opportunities and you know the cmc football factory is gonna not make you sweat because he's gonna punch it in so i love him again as a singular leg in an sgp because if you just wager simply on any time touchdown they really have to slap the wall with the juice nearing minus 200 right now at bet mgm so you're saying that fiance of christian mccaffrey Olivia Culpo is going to have to have to wait some things out while uh, the pain is starting to come back from those injections. Is that what you're saying, Brad? Yeah, man. Uh, they have certain devices that can help with her needs. So, yeah, why not? 
Oh my goodness! This is how you start a Monday. This is what I signed up for. Let's let's talk Love about <laughs> the day after National Tight End Day. I want to get your thoughts on George Kittle. I feel like the matchup is great against a yeah. Vikings defense that allows a lot in the middle. They're very blitz heavy. Uh, I like him rece- receiving yards and receptions. What say you? Oh, contraire, mon frere. I actually am taking the under on receiving yards. True or not? I show bet the catches. Yeah, the catches may be there, but at 47 and a half, I grab that under because they look at the history of what the Vikings have done to plus size targets this season. Travis Kelsey's the only one to go over uh, the necessary threshold, and it took a monster amount of targets for him to get there, and he still finished with just 67 yards. Entering the week, uh, Minnesota had allowed the four fewest total yards receiving to the tight end position. Uh, I know they have their shortcomings. I I know that they have their holes uh, defensively, as I've already outlined, but decent against the pass, 6.95 YPA. Uh, Dallas Goddard was limited to just uh, 22 double deuce in the box score through the air versus this defense. And you look at Kittle. Is he going to be more line tied? Now, if uh, CMC was not in the lineup, I would say, all right, I would take the over on that uh, receiving yards prop. But with McCaffrey now in, the lineup and likely to get his full complement of touches. I think Kittle's going to be, again, line tight in this game. He's been under in four or six. He's only seen 4.2 targets per game. And a guy, too, who is uh, really kind of a paltry number 13 in total yak, uh, given his special set of skills. So, yeah, I like the under on George Kittle yards, but maybe we'll hit with reception just in snack size doses. Well, that may be because we didn't see George Kittle showing up with a leather jacket, so that may be the sign right there. You wear a leather jacket, you yeah. feel more confident. Uh, Brock Purdy completed just 44% of his passes last week. Worst game of his professional career. Small resume, obviously, but through that pick, hasn't thrown an interception all year. Is this Vikings defense a great spot for him to have a bounce-back game? Yeah, I took the over on one half passing touchdowns, and I grabbed it at even Steven Juice plus 100 at BetMGM a couple of days ago. Uh, yeah, I think Purdy's going to find the end zone not once but twice. He is number eight in total red zone attempts among NFL signal callers entering week seven, and a guy that is top five in red zone completion percentage. He's in the bullseye frequently this year, and when he got, uh, you know, George Kittle, Obviously, you had that hat trick of touchdowns a couple of games ago. Uh, you got uh, Christian McCaffrey can check down, too. can take it to the house. And Brandon IU guys, I think it's going to have a monster game yes. tonight with no yeah, Debo Samuel in uniform. Out with that uh, shoulder fracture, that's 5.3 targets per game up for grabs. And Ayuk is one of the great field stretchers in the game, uh, evidenced by his 18-plus yards per reception, his astronomical dot, which stands for average depth of targets. Uh, he's only got a couple touchdowns this year, but I think one of those end zone strikes from the hand of, ain't he so purdy? Uh, will twirl in the direction oh of one Brandon Ayuk, and I think he'll find another touchdown somewhere else as well. erotic, actually. Hey, Brad, does the absence of Trent Williams concern you at all, though? Like, does that kind of factor into whether it comes to Brock Purdy or any of the other things? Just in terms of that offense, because we obviously know, I mean, this is one of the all-time great left tackles. Yeah, it does, because Minnesota is a team that loves to get after you aggressively and try to collapse and dirty up some pockets. They're inside the top 10 in the NFL and pressure percentage. Uh, so that is a worry. That is a concern. Uh, but Purdy is, is a guy that reads and reacts beautifully. And again, when you have the ultimate checkdown weapon and Christian McCaffrey to dump the ball off to, he could go out there on just one good leg. It doesn't matter 
uh, or, you know, they can remove his oblique and he can still go for a sizable gain in the end and take it to the house. So uh, I'm not too worried given the personnel on staff and given uh, Brock Purdy's uh, really his headiness uh, when it comes to, again, to reading reacting some of those heavy blitz packages coming his general direction. I'm curious your thoughts on the running back situation in Minnesota. Alexander Madison, the reason that Vikings traded for Cam Akers is because Madison wasn't very good in the beginning of the year. He's gotten a lot better. He's getting the work at least two out of the last three games, 18 attempts against the Bears, 17 against the Panthers, only eight against the Chiefs. Like, What should we expect from Madison tonight? A couple of bets I do like on Alexander Madison, and clearly I'm doing this for Dolly. I know it's a different uh, spelling, but uh, the history nerd in me cannot resist that kind of reference. I will say this, guys. Uh, I'm going to take the over on 11.5 rush attempts for Alexander Madison. Yeah. I have it as uh, one of the legs in my SGP, and I got like five of them tonight, to be honest with you. But 11.5 I think is too low because Minnesota is going to be competitive. I think this is going to be a one-score game. What that score will be is going to be three-point variety. Is it going to be a touchdown, extra point? Hell, is it going to be a safety difference? Uh, definitely on the table. So knowing that, I don't think they're going to get blitzed out of their own house. So skull, skull, skull. I think they're going to be uh, there to the bitter end. And that leans into Alexander Madison. Then getting the ball to the belly at least a dozen times in this game. I also like him on the over 19 and a half receiving yards, which he has hit in three straight games, uh, seeing a sizable 6.5 routes run per game, uh, 12th highest among uh, NFL running backs entering week seven, 5.8 yards per reception. That's it. But San Francisco allowing 5.8 receptions per game, 33 and a half receiving yards per game just to the running back position, and five RBs have reached at least 20 yards through the air versus the goal panners. Uh, so in the end, I think Madison over on rush attempts, 11 and a half, and over on receiving yards, 19 and a half. Those are two plays I find damn near attractive. Talking to Brad Evans, BetMGM tonight, uh, this was not the best weekend for the public. I mean, there were a lot of, whether it's individual performances or games that just either made no sense whatsoever or just at least left you scratching your head. What stood out to you the most from what we saw Sunday? Uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, just laying an ostrich-sized egg against the New England Patriots. That one, uh, you know, had me kind of doing a double-take, triple-take, and I'm sure the McRib uh, was quite tasty post-game for Bill Belichick at his local uh, Mickey D's if he made another run uh, for the Golden Arches uh, in celebration. I didn't remotely see that coming. Uh, Mac Jones, largely a train wreck this year. It seemed like he was on very thin ice, played extraordinarily well. And I think the biggest takeaway is this. Uh, the advanced analytics still uh, paint a rosy picture for the Buffalo Bills uh, and a resurrection. And they could easily turn things around. Three of the next four games uh, are in western New York against Tampa. Uh, then they're on the road at Cincinnati. And then they come back against the Wolfville Broncos and they get the Jets. But defensively, guys, uh, there are so many leaks on this roster right now. No amount of flex seal, I think, could uh, really plug a lot of those holes. It's going to keep gushing and gushing and gushing, whether defending the run or the back end, the pass. To me, that is the biggest area of worry. If I'm a Buffalo Bills investor or enthusiast, this team, guys, ultimately could be on the outside looking in come playoff time. 
And take it from me, you can't even file a homeowner's claim when you get water inside your house. It's, they just basically call it groundwater, <laughs> oh, no. Brad. So, you know, that's uh, that's just one of those things. I'm curious your thoughts about the Ravens because we knew Todd Munkin was going to be installing a new offense. Greg Roman was terrible. And then you wondered whether that was going to really change things for the first four or five weeks. It hasn't looked good. Now, OBJ finally healthy. And boy, oh boy, do the Ravens look like a whole different team. Are they a real contender to you? Uh, yeah, absolutely are. I mean, maybe for the not for the entire shebang, the whole enchilada, but they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, they're going to make some noise, may win a game, possibly two in the postseason. Defensively, they've been outstanding all year. Uh, if you're a numbers nerd like I am, looking at all the advanced analytics and metrics that are out there, they're top five. And the EPA per play pass defense, run defense, total defense, or get it done across the board. Uh, and you're right. I, I think really uh, the biggest player that has been so extraordinarily good for them uh, outside of Lamar Jackson, and of course we knew where Mark Andrews is going to bring the table, but Zay Flowers has been quite the rookie sensation this year, uh, doing a lot of the dirty work, getting some chunk gains. He had a 30-plus yard reception on Sunday. Uh, he's going to continue to put up crooked numbers in the scoreboard. If that is the case, it's going to help out the OBJs of the world. It's going to help out Nelson Aguilar had a, a touchdown reception who's operating pretty damn well and consistently out of the slot. And some of those related and ancillary players for Lamar Jackson to throw to him. Of course, he's still getting it done on the ground. One of the ultimate scoring duelists that are out there. So, yeah, guys, very balanced squad. I think at running back. Uh, you know, they're not as strong as they could be because the bus had a monster game on Sunday, too, which is an encouraging good, sign. So Too good. Yeah, it was. It was really good. I mean, he was he was flattening over dudes, uh, no doubt about it. And helped me out in my 14-team fantasy league, giving the six teams on by. So thank you, God said words. I owe you a million. Brad, still got about a minute or so here. Eagles beat the Dolphins by two touchdowns in Sunday night football. But you also have two turnovers from Jalen Hurts again. After that game, did you feel a little better about the Eagles or still maybe a little more concerned after what we've seen with, I guess you could say, a, a lot of turnover issues with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, uh, there are some turnover issues there. And, you know, he's kind of uh, going through the motions right now and, um, you know, learning through the process. But still a guy that's getting it done, whether with the brotherly shoves. And it's still a legal play right now. Everybody shut up about trying to outlaw it. Thank They're you. getting away with it. It's effective. I'm thoroughly uh, enjoying watching that. And they cannot be stopped. Uh, it is the uh, most successful run play, I think, in all of professional football. Uh, if you can't beat him, join him. I'll run your own brotherly shove and see how it goes. And some teams are doing that with market success. But you look at Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, a guy that's, you know, he, he's going to have some mistakes here and there. But when he got A.J. Brown, when he got Devonta Smith, when he got Dallas Goddard, who's got more heavily involved and certainly straight out of the gate was last night, and DeAndre Swift as well, uh, who's an excellent check down weapon or on design screens, uh, they're loaded, and you have arguably with the best offensive line, if not, you know, at least a top three offensive line in the league. Oh, and you make a big trade today, Howie Roseman, for a defensive player, wow. which uh, that was probably the biggest question mark and issue with this team was the back end defensively, up the middle defensively. Yeah. So you add some more muscle and a tackle machine uh, via the trade. Uh, so, you know, I think ultimately this uh, Philadelphia team is getting right uh, and they're going to make a, a very yeah. loud yeah. and noisy stretch run potentially to yeah. another Super Bowl. We'll see. 
All right, he's Brad Evans. Great to talk to you, buddy. We'll hit a break here. I'm back. We're about 30 minutes, 45 minutes away from kickoff at MGM tonight.